going to actually move this because I can see in my mind what might happen if I have that up here <laughs> with everything else. So hallelujah, before we get started tonight, I'm going to begin the way that I always begin, and that is just simply by uh, exalting the name of the Lord. So I'm not going to really pray, but I'm just going to shake off anything that might have been a weight from the day, and I'm going to uh, uh, press into the things of God. So if you are one of my trained Bible school students, and you went through first year with me, and now you're in second year, you know how to do this, Wade. So he's shaking his head. So um, I want you just to do that with me right now. So we're just going to take a minute and we're going to begin that way. So Lord, right now, we just thank you, God. You're so good to us, Father. We magnify your name. You are holy. You are worthy. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the great I am. Hallelujah. And we praise you, Lord. You are peace. You are love. You are faithfulness. You are hope. You are our everything. You are our strong tower, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I encourage you to do that every day. Um, because when you get out there and you work and you're just going about life, things happen and attitudes happen and you find that you even have an attitude sometime, shockingly. And so you have to get yourself back in order. And when you lift the name of the Lord, it makes that adjustment in you because you cannot go and be the way that you are. Hallelujah. So tonight, the Lord had laid upon my heart when pastor asked me to minister to talk to you about kingdom living. And so I'm all excited. And I said, oh, hallelujah, Lord, talk about kingdom living. And I began to just think about what the Lord wanted me to do and what he wanted me to share. And all of a sudden, he takes me to Hebrews 11. And I'm not kidding, guys. Now, I don't know if you do this with the Lord, but I do. I argue with the Lord. <laughs> okay. And so I said, Lord, this is Lake Church. They know faith. And the Lord said to me that... Um, if we're going to go into kingdom living, then we have to go with the foundation. And the foundation is faith. And so I know one thing, it never hurts to be reminded of the word of God. And faith cometh by hearing. So every time we hear about faith, we're going to be built up. And I, I know that the Lord confirmed this because Pastor Kevin was all over at Sunday because he began to talk about the very things the Lord had laid upon my heart related to faith. And that was that embracing the things of the natural too much. And he was just encouraging us that we have to be people of God and people of the kingdom because we can be so naturally driven. And so that's where the Holy Spirit wants me to take you tonight, is just to get you to see that there are two realms that we live in. There's a natural realm, and then there's the kingdom of God. And so if we're going to walk as people of God, then we have to begin with the basics and the foundation, and that is faith. So that's where we're going to start tonight. Now, I will say that um, as we get going, I'm going to jump around a little bit in Hebrews 11. And we're not going to necessarily go in order because there will not be enough time to teach everything that it could possibly be taught. You could stay on verse 1 for several weeks. We're not going to do that. So we're just going to go quick, but you'll be fine. Just stay with me. Hallelujah. So God's called us to live a life of victory. He's called us to live that life. And the devil is out to steal that life from us. 
He doesn't want us to go forward as people of faith. And you know, sometimes we are standing and we're believing for something in faith, but it seems like it's just going on and on and on. Um, And we get worn down and we get weakened after a while. And we think, man, am I even in faith? And we get tired. But if you remember the... That pastor has taught us that what is it that the devil does? He does those repeated, precise blows. It's like with an arrow over and over, hitting us again, trying to weaken us and knock us off of faith. And so it's those blows that that make us want to give up and get discouraged and say, you know, I just throw up my hands. This has been a long time. I'm done with this. And so... We don't want to stand believing for the things that God has called us to believe for. Sometimes we've been standing for a long time for the salvation of a loved one or maybe healing in our physical bodies. And so um, the Lord wanted me to take you on a journey tonight and just talk to you about faith, take you back to the basics. And so as we go, just stay with me. So we are going to open up to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And we're going to begin there tonight. We are actually going to look at verse 1 to begin with. So let's go right there. And verse 1, I'm going to read to you tonight from the Amplified Classic. And it says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things that we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving is real fact. What is not revealed to the senses. Okay, so whenever you look at that verse, it has, it almost seems like it contradicts itself and it has a ton of things in there, doesn't it? But we're just going to break it down and we're going to look at it here for a minute. You know, some translations um, substitute the word senses for, they'll say unseen. So they might have the word in there that, you know, uh, revealing to fact things that are unseen. Well, you might say, well, what does that mean? It just said, you know, seeing and then revealing in the unseen. Okay, so those are interchangeable terms that can be unseen or senses, or you could even call it the natural, okay? So in other words, we could even say what is not revealed in the natural, what looks like what's going on in the natural. They're all interchangeable terms. So as we see from this very first verse, it says faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the thing that we hope for, being the proof of the things that we do not see. And the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving is real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. So the first thing that we have to see is faith does not operate from our senses. That's the first thing that we're going to have to get. And the more focused that we are on the senses or the natural or those things, the less that we're going to walk in faith. Okay, because faith is not understood in the natural. It just told us that. It said it is what we cannot see in the natural. That's what faith is. So let me give you an example here. You may not feel healed. Maybe you've been prayed for and you say, I still don't feel healed. In fact, I even feel worse. In fact, you might even look horrible. Okay, well, what is feeling? And what is looking? Those are both our senses. And the Bible says that faith is uh, the assurance of the things that we cannot see or that we do not see with our senses. So just because we do not feel good or just because we look horrible, that does not mean that we are not the healed of the Lord. Feelings 
and seeing in the natural uh, are natural things. They come from the natural. And so what we tend to do as believers is that we tend to immediately look in the natural after we've been prayed for. So maybe someone comes up front and they have hands laid upon them, and they said, I've been having this challenge in my body. Well, then they go their way. Well, the next thing that they're doing is, well, I've been standing for a while. They come back up two or three weeks later, and I'm not seeing any difference. Well, what does that have to do with anything? See, that doesn't change faith. See, we cannot use our senses to determine if faith is working. I'm going to say that again. We do not use our senses to determine if faith is working, because faith is not based off of our senses, okay? So faith goes beyond our senses. So it's safe to say that our senses and faith, or the natural and faith, are opposites. In fact, the natural is almost always going to tell you opposite of what the Word of God tells you. Now, let's go back to verse 1 again. And I notice, I want you to notice something, and of course I've read it to you in the Amplified here. And it says in the Amplified here, uh, faith perceiving, it says faith perceiving, uh, if I can get my finger on it, just a second here, as real fact, what is not revealed to our senses. So I want you to notice those words, faith perceived as real fact. So you could say, it is proof of what we do not see in the natural. What we do not see in our bank account, what we might not see in our body. This is kingdom living. It is knowing that it's not revealed to our senses, but it is the truth. And we're not going to rely on the natural so much to see if things are really the way that we think. Natural sight is the opposite of faith. Now, there is spiritual sight, and that's where we want to live from because that's faith. But natural sight will always be different than what faith is because Hebrews 11.1 1 just told us that, that faith is not what is revealed to the senses. So, we may not see anything in the natural changing, but that does not mean that faith is not working. Sometimes in the natural, it may even look like the situation is worse. It may look like things are even getting worse. So we have proof that we are healed or whatever it is, but that doesn't come from the natural it comes from faith, and faith comes from the kingdom of God through believing. So let's go a little further. We're still staying in verse 1. So let's go back up in verse 1 here. And my first words here in, in verse 1 of chapter 11 say, Now faith is. And we're going to stop right there with those three words. Now faith is. So one thing I want to tell you is that faith is always right now. The Bible tells us, that we live under a finished work of Christ, that it was completed upon the cross of Calvary. Every single thing we needed was given to us at Calvary. So we were already had salvation at Calvary. We just had to access it. Anything that we need in this life, okay, was given to us at Calvary. 
So uh, we already have healing in our bodies or the finances for whatever we need to do in our life. Okay, we already have that. That was given to us at Calvary. So faith is now, is ours right now, if we choose to activate it, okay? Because we already have whatever we believed for if it was done at Calvary, okay? So we're not going to be healed. You need to change that confession. Well, my body is, you know, I haven't seen any changes in three weeks. You're not going to be healed. Didn't mean to shatter your bubble, but you are already healed. You were healed on Calvary. So now we have to appropriate it. So our confession is, Lord, I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that the manifestation of your healing is in my body. That's how we speak to the natural sea. We speak in a current position. We're not saying, oh, I'm going to get healed. No, you're not going to get anything. In fact, the Lord's not going to give you anything else the rest of your life. Did you know that? Everything that you have, he already gave you. So we have to get that revelation, and then we want to walk in that revelation. So even if our senses say, you're not healed, don't be a fool. Look at the doctor's report. All right? We... We know that that is not true because faith is now. So we say, Lord, I thank you that right now I am healed because you healed me on Calvary. In fact, Mark eleven twenty four 24, that we all know, we could probably quote by heart. It tells us that we are to believe that we receive when the manifestation happens. Oh, somebody caught it. Good job, Francine. No, it does not. It says that we are to believe that we receive when we pray. So that means just like when you were saved, the moment that you called upon the name of the Lord, you were saved. Even if you walked out looking the same way, kind of acting the same way because you had to be go through the process there, you know, of, of getting yourself cleaned up. But the moment you called upon the name of the Lord, you were saved, not when you started acting like you were saved. Do you see how that applies to your body? That your body is the healed of the Lord. Because it was healed on Calvary, not when the symptoms disappear, but whenever you say in faith and believe in faith and pray in faith. That's the way it is for anything. It doesn't just have to be healing. When your bank account is screaming at you, you can say, my God supplies all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Because Lord, you purchased my prosperity on Calvary. I thank you right now that I walk in it. I'm a doer of the word of God. I am a tither. The windows of heaven are open to me. The devourer cannot come. So we have to begin to stir ourselves up. So we receive when we pray, not whenever the natural lines up, because they may not always be in sync. And I'm going to prove that here in Hebrews chapter 11 in just a minute. Okay. So sometimes, so we have it up here, but sometimes the natural is down here and you're thinking, I'm ever going to get up. And you're thinking, man, this is going to be, and we're tired and you're worn out. But you know what? That's just that natural. That's just those repeated blows from the devil to say, you're not going to do it. You're not going to make it. Just come on. What is wrong with you? That's been in your family for 16 generations. What makes you think that you're any different? Okay. So when we were born again, we received that 
gift of God the moment that we spoke. And that's the principle that applies to our life of walking in faith. So if we're going to walk in the kingdom, then we're going to have to really understand faith. That faith is not something out here floating around that we're going to get later. We already have it and it's ours now. And that we speak from a now position. Okay? So we cannot live our lives in faith by checking the natural all the time. I'm going to repeat that. We cannot live our lives in faith by checking the natural all the time. So what do I mean? We can't say, well, how do I feel? Well, I don't really feel. I know that I, know that I prayed or so-and-so prayed for me, but I don't feel we have to quit checking the natural because as Hebrews 11, 1 told us that it is completely opposite of what our senses say, what is not revealed to our senses. In Hebrews 11, verse number 3, I'm going to look at this one here in the Passion Bible. And I want to read it to you for a minute because it's quite dynamic. And in verse number three, it says, faith empowers us to see the uni- that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. And boy, when I read that in the Amplified, I tell you what, that right there could have preached. I could have been on that for two hours because that was so dynamic. But I noticed that, I want you to notice these words that I just read to you in the Passion Translation. It says, um, faith, let me look here. It says, faith empowers us to see. Yes, it is the evidence. Okay, hold on one moment. Faith empowers us to see. Faith empowers us to see with faith eyes, not with what the natural is telling us. Or to, um, so, we're, so it empowers us to see with the eyes of faith, to understand with the eyes of faith that this is what the word says, and this is where I'm staying. I have stead, stood my place, and I'm standing my ground. Okay? You could say, when we operate in faith, we have spiritual insight that empowers us to see accurately and not according to our natural senses. I'm going to say that again, too, because that's pretty good stuff. So we could say when we operate in faith, we have spiritual sight that empowers us to see accurately, not according to the senses or not according to the natural. Quit doing the natural check. Quit saying the natural things. Well, my sinuses, you don't have any sinuses. They were crucified at Calvary. What are you talking about? Come on now. We have to get ourselves in line with the word of God to walk into the kingdom as he's called us to be. All right? So let's look again at verse number three. So there's more in that verse. So let's look at it here. And it says in verse number three, here again in the Passion, faith empowers us to see the universe was created beautifully and coordinated by the power of God's word. So we see that God spoke from the place of faith or from the kingdom of God, you could say, and he spoke into the natural realm and it gave birth in the natural realm. 
Did you catch that? That when we speak from the kingdom of God, that the natural realm has to give birth to what is spoken. Okay? So this is how we overcome. This is how we kingdom live. That we're going to speak from the kingdom because the natural must conform as long as we are operating in faith. All right? So faith changes the natural. The natural never changes faith. Faith changes the natural. Just like faith changed your natural when you called upon the name of the Lord. Your natural began to change. So we give birth to whatever we need in the natural when we speak faith out of our mouth. And that's what we have to do. We can't think it out of our uh, uh, out of out of the way we have to we have to speak the word of god we have to release that faith and it begins to change the things that are going on in the natural all right so now we're going to jump again so we're going to skip a few verses we'll come back to some of those and we're going to come on down to verse number 7 there in hebrews chapter 11 and i'm going to read it to you out of the amplified classic and in the first ver- words that are listed there are prompted by faith, Noah, being forewarned by God concerning events of which, which as yet were not visible, a visible, oh, excuse me, as of yet there were no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his family, which relied upon God, had passed judgment and sentence onto the world's unbelief and became the heir and the possessor of the righteousness, the relationship um, of being right in, into God. Okay, so uh, let me expound on that. So it says, prompted by faith. Now, your Bible may say something different, but I really like prompted, and I'm going to build on it here in just a minute. But let's talk about Noah for a minute. And I don't have time to go back to Genesis, but you can look it up. You can Google it and find out where it is in Genesis if you don't know where it is. And just look at the story a little bit. But I went back and I looked at it. And, you know, it's amazing how when we read the Bible, if you just surface read, you don't get the fullness. You have to kind of research things and you kind of have to study. But Noah was told to build an ark. He had one word from God. That's what he had, build an ark. Now, I don't know if you realize or not, but the Bible tells us, there are people that would argue with me, but that's okay, I don't care. But there are, the Bible tells us that it had never rained upon the earth prior to the time of Noah. It said that the earth was watered with a vapor and a mist. Now, some people don't realize that. So see, God's telling you to build an ark. I don't even know in the natural if Noah could grasp what God was telling him to do. Because it really would have made he had never seen rain. Okay, so God says build an ark. Then, not just that, but um, when you research it and you study a little bit about him, you find out that it took anywhere, scholars say anywhere between 100 to 120 years to build the ark. Now, guys, come on. In a couple months, we're ready. Lord, it's been two months. What's your deal? All right, I'm just being real, you know. Uh, okay, but 
100 to 120 years. Now, there was nothing in the natural that was changing other than this ark was going up. Can you imagine his neighbors? And, you know, I started thinking about his family. Wow. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us what they said. But, you know, if my husband said that to me, I might be like, I don't know. I might find Pastor Greg and say, Pastor Greg, I'm not sure. Maybe we need to pray for Pastor Bob. I think he's lost it, okay, because I would just, I wouldn't understand. But to think how the Lord... The Lord, he had to have helpers. He had to have people called alongside him to build that ark. And all he had was a word from God. All we have sometimes is a word from God, people, that I am healed or that I am victorious or I'm going to the other side. And we can't get worn down and tired and and heavy laden. We have to keep pressing on. That's all Noah had. That's all he had. Do you think that maybe he didn't have some arguing in his little mind? Do you think that some Sometimes he might have thought, he get up there and he's hammering away everything by hand, dragging that wood, whatever he's doing. And do you think that he might have had a little bit of mind war going on there? You know, uh, Lord, and he's hitting that uh, hallelujah, and he had to cast it out. Even then, he had to cast those imaginations and thought, okay, Lord, I have that word from you. Okay, so the reason that that I wanted to express him was because sometimes the natural, see, the natural took 100 to 120 years to manifest. Now, I'm not saying that that's the way faith is going to be all the time, but what I am telling to you is that there's a journey and sometimes a standing process because we've received it by faith, but the natural, it's got to come, and you know what? Sometimes that's not a five-minute process, okay? So we have to keep ourselves in the world and keep ourselves built up in faith so that we can stand. Now, let's look at verse number seven again, all right? So verse number seven We're going to continue here in the Amplified. Some more words say, um, okay, so it goes on to say, um, and yet there was no visible sign. That's where I messed up all the words a minute ago. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, and yet there was no visible sign. What did that mean? In the natural, there was no reason for little old Noah to even do what he was doing. Because there was no visible sign. Senses didn't tell him to do it. It didn't look like it made any sense at all. The natural was saying completely opposite of what the word of God said. So I didn't want you to miss those words. And then I want you to look here too. Uh, In the passion I wrote down here. Let me look here. Uh, It says, Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming. And even things that had never been seen. Because he had never seen rain. You know, I think he went into that boat in complete faith, knowing what God told him, but having no clue whatsoever what rain even meant upon the earth. But he knew that judgment was coming and that his family would be spared if he would operate in faith. That's what I think. So it took a hundred plus years to build that ark. Can you even imagine? All right. So how about us? We don't want to throw in the towel. We don't want to give up. In fact, if that's what we have to remind ourselves of is Noah, because we can't think of anything else, we can say, 
Devil, I have a newsflash for you. I received my answer on Calvary, and I am standing. And if you were faithful to Noah for 100 and 120 years, I have no doubt you will be faithful to me. So sometimes we have to just put ourselves in remembrance. And you know what? If you don't think you have any personal experiences, well, I just gave you one you can stand on right there. So all he had was the word from God, a prompting of faith, a leading of faith. And then go ahead and look at those words, prompted by faith there in verse number seven. Or I like to say, prompted by the kingdom of God. Okay, so prompted. What does it mean? Prompted means to move to action. Okay, it's got several meanings, but we're going to talk about each one. So what did Noah do? He immediately, okay, Lord, you've said it. That settles it. So now I'm going to go move to action. So what do we do whenever our body is challenged? We say, Lord, I move to action. Uh, right now, knee, you're going to act properly in the name of Jesus, or we'll bend it or whatever. And we tell it how it's going to act. We're not just going to let it act the way it wants to because it's going to act according to the kingdom. Prompted also means, I found this very interesting, uttered. Uttered. Now, we mentioned it a minute ago. We're going to get into it more in a minute. But faith has to be released through speaking. So, uh, so you could say here that Noah, prompted by faith, uttered, I'm sure as he's standing there with that war sometimes going on in his head, uttered. You shall build an ark. You shall build an ark. You shall build an ark. Your family will be spared. You shall build an ark. He had to utter to himself the faith that God had spoken to him. And then it says, another definition is given or done in response to something. So he, he responded through faith. That was his respond, response. So when we're prompted by faith... People, we act a certain way, don't we? We're obligated to act a certain way. All right? Then another definition that blew me over, and we're going to expound on it here in a minute, is the word incite. Boy, right now the devil's trying to really make that sound terrible. But I'm going to tell you what it means here in just a minute. So prompted by faith or incited by faith. Okay? So that unction or that leading... Okay, so Noah's faith was his action, what prompted him to act and incited him to be a doer of the word. Um, it required work, so our faith is going to require work, just like it required work for little old Noah. Okay, from day in and day out, he had to face the problems and the turmoils that he was facing in life. But day in and day out, Okay, it required a natural action done in faith in order for the kingdom to come down upon and that manifestation to carry. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed or not, but we're here today because of the actions of Noah. Because he was one spared with his, with his family. So he's got to be part of our lineage somewhere, okay? So we're here because of his faith and how he acted even today. All right, so let's continue. So he attended to the call. He attended to the word that he had from God. And then think back to verse number three in the Passion. We talked about it just a few minutes ago. Verse three said, 
that faith empowers us to see the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. All right, so faith gave birth to the natural or the seen because the word of God was spoken. And so that's what we have to do. If we're going to walk in the kingdom, if we're going to be kingdom people, if we're going to operate in faith. So when we're prompted by faith, when we have that unction that we're not going to take this, we're not going to act like this, my body's not going to do this because it's already healed, faith is now, okay, then we're going to have to take an action and we're going to have to speak out the word of God and begin to change the natural and begin to live from the kingdom of God on it, okay? And then uh, we speak the word, and when we speak the word, here's that word I'm going to explain to you, we incite a call to action. Now, here's what incite means. Incite means to provoke. And you know what provoke means? To call forth. So you know what we're doing? We're calling forth the kingdom into our natural situation. And we're saying, hey, natural. <laughs> hey, natural, I'm talking to you. The kingdom of God is here. And you will, you will conform. You are conforming right now in the name of Jesus. Okay? So when we are prompted by faith, we are moved to action. Even when the natural does not want to line up. Little old Noah, 100 years, building that ark. Boy, the natural look. He, I'm sure there were times he thought, Lord. But here he went all along, brought in those animals. He had to know there was a supernatural drawing for that to happen. Shut that door uh, supernaturally shut. And you know, think about the first time you hear rain and all of a sudden that boat begins to rock. That'd be kind of scary. So we be, have to speak the word. We begin to speak the word over that area of our life, whatever we're standing for in faith. And we give birth to it through the eyes of faith. We receive it at that moment when we pray and when we speak and when we declare. And then it's settled. You know what? There's not anybody in this room that I could go up to like Pastor Kevin and say, you're not saved, Pastor Kevin. I know you're, because he knows. He is absolutely certain, and there's nothing that's going to move him from that. And that's where we have to get with the things of God, that we're not moving. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not moving off of the truth. All right, so let's continue here. Let's look at verses 8 and 9 real quick. Uh, I'm going to look at him in the Amplified Classic here, and it says, urged by faith, Abraham. So I'm not going to read these whole things now because we're running out of time because time vaporizes. I don't know if you guys realize that. Time vaporizes. Okay? So again, urged by faith, especially if you're a teacher, what is an hour? That is like 10 seconds. Okay? So prompted by faith. Okay? So verse 8 says there, urged by faith. So now we find little father Abraham. 
all right? And he uh, is being prompted by faith in verse 9, urged by faith in verse 8. But I like old Abraham. I'll tell you what, I like him because he was another one that I flipped back to Genesis and I reminded myself about the story of Abraham and I, and I just reviewed it because you know what? Abraham's a little bit like you and me because he received a word from God that he would be the father of many nations. Yet in the natural, here we go again, yet in the natural, he could not have children. And he was also of old age, okay? So I went back and I read it. And you know what he did? I didn't realize he did this. No, I knew Sarah had did it. But in Genesis 17, 17, it says that Abraham also laughed when he heard the word of the Lord declared. Okay, he laughed. So what happened? He got in the flesh a little bit. He got in the natural a little bit. And he said, how is that possible? Now, I know that sounds like me. I don't know if it sounds like you, but sometimes when we have the word of the Lord, we want to laugh at it because it seems so impossible. So Sarah also ends up laughing later when she hears that she um, was going to be the mother of many nations. So it immediately made no sense to the natural. Just like whatever you're believing God for. It makes no sense. You think my family's not going to be saved. Or I have this sickness or disease. Okay? And you think there's just no way. It makes no sense to the natural. But faith goes beyond the natural. Okay? So immediately they tried to understand what God was saying with their senses. Their natural kicked in. They said how can we bear a child? How many times have you said, how can I be cured of this disease? It's been in my family for decades. How? How can this happen? You know, our minds will try to reason us out of the things of God's word. Because that's why we have to renew our mind according to the, the kingdom of God. Because our, our minds are going to tell us, you fool, you're so dumb. What, what are you thinking? You don't deserve that. I know your past. And our mind is going to begin to counteract what the power of God has spoken. But faith cannot be understood with our mind. Because the mind is inferior to the power of God, to our spirit, to the kingdom of God. That's why it has to be renewed and brought into subjection to the things of God. So we're going to have to know how to deal with our mind when we're standing for the, uh, and believing for something. Because the natural and our mind is going to scream to us that this cannot happen, okay? And so we'll try to reason ourselves out of the very will of God. Now, you know, had Noah not obeyed, the Lord would have had another plan, and he still would have saved the righteous, <laughs> and the earth would have still been judged, okay? But I'm so glad that little Noah, when he was hitting away at those little nails and building that huge ark, <laughs> that even if he had a mind game going on, 
that he overcame and he held on to the one word that he had from God to build an ark, even when it looked completely ludicrous in the natural. Okay, let's continue. We're running out of time. Let's go over here to verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 1. I told you we're going to jump all over. Okay, um, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified again. These people all died, controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from great distance by faith, and all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles up on the earth. So they were controlled and sustained by their faith, even when they did not have a tangible fulfillment. Now, do you know what tangible is? Tangible is what I talked about earlier, when we come up to be prayed for to be healed, and then we immediately, are we healed? (laughs) Instead of knowing that we received when we prayed, okay? Tangible means uh, being able to be perceived by our senses. So some of those things they were believing God for, could not even be perceived by their senses. Um, And yet, um, they were able to uh, hold on to them in faith, it says, that they were controlled and sustained by faith. Um, They realized and identified it by the word of God. So some of you may say, that's so sad. They didn't get to see that. Honey, you missed the whole verse right here. Did you hear what it said? that um, uh, it says that they saw it from afar. In fact, I'm going to read it to you for just a second here in the, in the uh, Passion. And it says, all these heroes uh, all died still clinging to faith, not even receiving all that that had been promised to them, but they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of the promise and gladly embraced it from afar. They all believed their lives on earth Uh, as those belonging to another realm. My Lord, they lived as people of God. They were living from the kingdom of God. They weren't going to listen to what this junkie natural was telling them, okay? So what it's saying is the faith of Abraham, he might not have seen it because it would be the sands of the sea as you go on to read the children that would follow, that would be Father Abraham, okay? But... Um, but what he did was he, oh, Holy, Holy Spirit, that went from me just as quick as it came. Thank you, Lord, right now for bringing it back to me. Thank you, Lord. So it says, um, that so Father Abraham, there he is. He's going to be the father of many nations. And it says here in verse number 13 that, um, oh, yes. So, you know, today his faith is still going. Did you catch that? Oh, poor little Abraham, he didn't get to see that fulfilled. You didn't hear me. It's still going today. Did you know every time somebody is born again, they're a sand of the sea? Leela Hazy is a sand of the sea. Bob Hazy is a sand of the sea. Marie Romero is a sand of the sea. They're all... Faith continues for eternity. See, we need to get over ourselves whenever we're in a situation and we've been standing and we're thinking, this is never going to happen. And we have that moment of weakness and we, and we, we, we get 
angry and we're, and we're frustrated, okay? But you have to remember that our faith is eternal. Did you know that every single day I speak over my family? This is a confession that I make, and it's in the Word of God. In fact, it's even in the Old Testament, which means it's even a greater promise today under the New Testament. So do you know what I confess? I said, Lord, I thank you right now that from my generation, whether they're born in through blood or engrafted through adoption, from my generation until the return of the Lord shall always serve the Lord fully, completely, that they're saved and filled with the Spirit, that they're walking in it, marrying in it, living in it, raising their children in it, that they're being the banner and the standard of your righteousness. That is what I speak because you see, that's how it's released. And because I have verse 13 that tells me it is a ripple, it's going to go on. So if I don't go in the rapture, which would be pretty shocking, but if I don't go in the rapture, all right, I know that for a thousand generations, I have declared the goodness of God and it will not return void unto me. All right. So, um, so we receive it when we pray, regardless if it's tangible to us or not. Faith is eternal. It keeps going and going and going and producing and going and producing. We can't get off in a pity party. There's future lives that depend on it. We've got to stay as people of faith. So let's go back to Hebrews 11 again. We're going to go back to verse 1 again. As I told you, there's so much in there. And it says now, and we've already talked about that, faith is the assurance. Faith is the assurance. You know what it means when you're assured? Uh, it means that you're confident. Just like I said a minute ago, nobody, I could argue with him for eight hours and I'm not going to convince him that he's not a child of God, okay? Because he's assured and he is confident. And that's where we have to be, that um, faith is our assurance. We don't have to say, well, I don't know if it's happening in the natural. It is, because we received it in the kingdom, all right? So we have to declare the word of God. Because it builds our faith. And it is our pledge, our guarantee. There's all sorts of, of words that different translations use. It is, um, it is our uh, uh, confidence that we know that we have whatever we ask. Absolute. No wavering. It's freedom from doubt. Nothing can change our mind. The natural can't change our mind. Bring it on because I'm victorious already regardless of what's going on. All right, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please and be satisfied to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Flip over real quick to the next book here, the book of James. Epistle of James here. We're going to look at the first verse. You guys know this very well. 6, 7, and 8 are the verses. James 1, 6, 7, and 8. 
Only it must be in faith that we ask without wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates in doubt, is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown uh, hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he's even going to receive anything from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, oh, natural and spirit, oh, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything that he thinks, feels, and decides. Wow. So we are to stand without wavering. Now, wavering is not a term we use every day, is it? Hey, don't waver. I don't tell you that as you're leaving the church building. Don't waver today. So what does wavering mean? It doesn't mean waving. No, we're saying wavering, okay? Well, wavering means to go back and forth between choices. Or I like to say sway unsteadily. So you're standing there and then all of a sudden it would be like Pastor Bob coming up and just pushing me and he's going to about knock me off the platform if he did that, okay? So it's meaning that we're swaying back and forth and that when we waver, I'm going to tell you how it happens. It's when we start looking at the natural. When we start looking and going by our senses And when we start embracing what the natural is telling us, that's when we will start to doubt ourselves and what God is telling us. And it causes us to become unstable. And it keeps us from receiving from the Lord. And God doesn't want you in that place. So I want you tonight to operate from a place of faith. Not the natural. The natural lies to us. But I want you to operate from a place of faith. And, you know, I want to say this, because it's stirring in my heart real quick. We don't ask God for faith. We received faith at Calvary. We all have a measure of faith, or we could never have been born again, because it took faith to believe. Okay? So we have faith already. So we don't say, Lord, give me faith. We say, Lord, I thank you that right now you're strengthening my faith. You're helping me to grow. You're helping me to go forward. And that's what we do. We say, Lord, grow our faith because we already have it. And then we say, Lord, I thank you that you're going to show us and lead us and direct us on how to go forward in faith, strong and powerful. So that's how I want to end tonight. I want us just to take a minute to, we're going to just stand up, all of us, right here where we are. And there may be some of you that you've been standing for some things for a while. Maybe tonight there was revelation or impartation. I don't know. Maybe you saw something you'd never seen before. But right now, what I want you to do tonight is whatever you've been standing for, call of God upon your life, your loved ones to come to know the Lord, healing in your body, a financial breakthrough, wisdom, whatever you've been believing for. I want you tonight, as we just take a couple minutes, to thank the Lord for it. Because you already received, if you've already asked for it, you've received it. You received it when you prayed. 
So I want you right now, we're just going to take a minute. I'm going to do it with you. And we're going to thank the Lord that right now that, that, his, that, we're, that we have received that, that the manifestation is, is here in our lives. It's manifested. And we're going to thank the Lord for it. So let's do that real quick before I sit down. Lord, we thank you tonight. You're so good to us, Father. We put ourselves in remembrance of your goodness and your mercy and your grace, Lord. And we love you, Father. Hallelujah. And we thank you because you are so good to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I thank you right now that you know each and every one of the desires of our hearts, the things that we've stood for, the things that we've fallen on our knees and had to stand back up because the natural was hitting us and hitting those blows after blow, after blow on us. But Father, we thank you right now, Lord, that your word does not lie. It cannot return void unto us, Lord. So I thank you right now that, Father, what we're believing for, we thank you that it is, because it's right now, it is manifested in the natural, Father. And Lord, we thank you that we're not moved by what we see. We thank you, Lord, that your healing anointing is flowing. If, there's, if there are people that need healing right now in the name of Jesus, it's bringing forth manifestations. It's bringing forth cures in their bodies. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it right now, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you've heard us when we pray. We believe that we have received. We stand, Father. We stand. We put ourselves in remembrance, Lord of your faithfulness in our own lives, but in also the faithfulness of the men of great. Those we read about tonight, those we didn't have time to get to tonight. Lord, we put ourselves in remembrance of your faithfulness, how you spared your righteous from judgment, Father. Lord, we put ourselves in remembrance. It builds our faith, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you for the loved ones that are in the kingdom, Father. We thank you. We called them. We called them out so they're, they're in the kingdom, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that the natural has to conform to the kingdom, Father. And we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus as we're prompted by faith. As we go forward, Father, we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Well, if you believe it, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. What's left but to celebrate what we've already been given. Amen. You can be seated real quick, and I'm just going to uh, get ready to dismiss you. But I wanted to remind you that next Wednesday night, we won't be having service. We always close on the night before Thanksgiving, so you can do your your little cooking or whatever that you do to get ready for your time with your family. But don't forget, be here with us Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Pastor is going to be doing a message, a new message called A Little While. So you don't want to miss that. God bless you, and you're dismissed. <laughs>